Hey everyone, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's album swap, episode number 22. Um, on this episode, we have three whole albums to talk about. Um, how uh, I have my dad to my left. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Any I'm mood? in a good mood, man. Yeah, mm, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even more to my left is my brother, Dano, who yeah. has recommended an album this week. Big weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not not a big weekend, a big weekend. Not if you not unless you live unless you don't live in America, of course. Well, um, even for them. Yeah. Mm. Not, a lot of people happy. We won't get political though. We're just gonna talk about music today, all right? Yeah. So, um yeah, so last episode Daniel recommended an album which he does around every four weeks. Mm. Um and that album is an album by uh late artist Juice World. Mm-hmm. Um, from 2018, it's his debut album titled Goodbye and Good Riddance. So why don't you introduce the album and why you picked it? Yeah, um, well it's near enough around the year anniversary of his death, actually. I think it's like a month away? Yeah, I thought it was December 8th, I wanna say. Yeah, it's yeah. nearly... So, it's, so it's exactly, exactly, today. It's exactly, exactly a, a month away, away yeah. from when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just thought it'd be appropriate to maybe bring him up, show... You guys, some albums by him. I mean, of course, I know Dominic's probably heard him before. Yeah. Um, this was his first album of three. Yeah. Um, he also released Death Race for Love in 2019 and Legends Never Die this year. That's, of course, released posthumously. Um, yeah. He released an EP called Rich and Blind, which is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. by him um and this album this is what really launched him into the popular eye he had been a bit in the popular eye because he was friends with another late rapper named xxx tentacion mm-hmm. who my dad knows about um he had a very public death yeah. and a very public controversy about him yeah. Um, and Juice World like took his death pretty hard. And that's a lot of what this album is about, too. It's about like like love gone wrong and also somewhat about losing a friend. Yeah. Um like what it's like losing a friend in like while being famous yeah so yeah i just i found out about this album i really didn't start listening to juice world a lot until after he died i listened to him a little bit i listened to lucid dreams which is off this album which is i believe his most popular song probably um It's definitely the first bit, huge hit he had. Yeah, and I listened to a couple more right before he died. And then he died, and that really... That that was... It was shocking, first of all, because he was... He just had been on a single with an artist called Lil Tecca on a song called Ransom, which I also like. And... Yeah, yeah it was just, He seemed like, like he was going places, and then he died. Yeah. So, and then I found this album, and I just liked it more than the album he had already, he had had out earlier that year, and his new album came out, and I don't really like that. 
I don't really like his new album. But I just thought this was the best one for you guys to hear. So, Dominic, what did you think of it? I thought it was I thought it was okay. It was better than I was expecting because I didn't out of a lot of these like emo rappers, I don't expect a whole lot out of them. Um, but Juice World on this album comes through with a, a few songs that are like okay, like um, okay writing wise. They're well written. I think Lucid Dreams is a pretty well written song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's probably my favorite song on this album. I don't um, love Lucid Dreams, but I understand liking it. Yeah, it's a really pretty song. I think. Um, yeah, and I think and it's, it's the, it's well the catchiest song on this album. Yeah, and I would say like the three strong the three song stretch of uh, Lucid Dreams, Wasted, and Armed and Dangerous. Mm, Armed and Dangerous is my favorite song yeah, on this album. Yeah, I like Armed and Dangerous, and I like Wasted. Um, um, I like Lean with Me. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it. I'm not a big fan of. I really don't like All Girls Are the Same. Not just because mm. of the title, but just in general. Like, it's weirdly... Like, it seems lower quality than the rest of the songs for some reason. I don't know what it is about it, but it annoyed me. Yeah. And obviously, it's just like a whiny yeah. song Would you say that's, uh, um, that's your least favorite? No. Uh, I'm okay. Still is my least favorite song. He does... He His rapping on that song is really mm. awful. Yeah, and I really don't. I don't like that song. Like, but. the chorus is really annoying. Like, whatever effect he has on his voice in the chorus is really annoying, too. Yeah, um, I, I I can take or leave that song, really. Um, yeah, it's not good. I don't understand, also, I don't know if this is just the version that's on Spotify, but the two skits are just, like, pasted on at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. It's it, That's a Spotify thing. I think he added... He, he had the first one on the original album, but I think he just added the other ones mm. on there at the end. Well, there are only two at the end, reason, and then yeah. there's like an intro. That intro one. Yeah. Is, Which is just, yeah. just his ex-girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Or whoever she yelling is. At him. Yelling at him. Yelling at him on a Obviously, it's not his real ex-girlfriend, because yeah. that would have been a really shitty Yeah, I think it's do. a voice actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, whoever she's supposed to represent, yeah. Yeah, I there, don't know. Uh, I, I thought... Uh... I don't know. I, the rest of them, like, it started to get repetitive. Like, yeah, I get it. You're sad, and you're lovesick, and you're doing a lot of drugs. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't actually get a lot of that he lost, um, a, like, a friend or anything. Maybe I just was, like, not picking up on that as a theme. Yeah. But I, it, was, it just felt mostly like I'm sad about my ex mm. rap. There is definitely some, like, small bits about that. Yeah, um, I feel like Tentacion died way too soon before this album for it to be that much about him. Yeah, it's... He, I guess, no, actually, it came out way uh, months after, yeah, so... It really started to know. be... He wrote most of the songs before, but there are a couple songs that he wrote after X's death. Yeah. And those, yeah, there are definitely some sprinkles about him being sad about that. It seems like the concept of the album is about him, like, breaking off with some girl and then being sad about it and having sex with other women and doing drugs because, like, to get over it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Even, like, the cover is, like, sort of a ridiculous example of that. It's, like, him 
driving off from some woman and flipping her off. Yeah, and breaking his phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's sort of the story. This isn't a concept album, but he yeah. said like the story of this was supposed to be about a guy breaking up with his girlfriend and going on like a bender. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so overall, what would you rate it? I'd give it like a C. It's not bad, but mm. I don't think it falls into the territory of good. Mm. Um, some songs are good, which I wasn't even expecting that. But you know, he's not the the worst songwriter in this genre. Yeah, I would say, uh, it, and this is just my opinion that Tentacion, out of all the popular artists, is definitely the worst one. Yeah, I really um, don't like X. I can't stand his music at all. I um, think but Juice World's music. I mean, it, it's more complex than his. Um, yeah, it's it's not, you know, it's not the most intelligent thing in the world, but it's more intelligent in it. Yeah, uh, it's written better. And I'm gonna go on like a little rant here. XXX Tentacion and Juice World are not the same. Like X makes angry sad rap. And Juice World makes more like sad, sad rap. He makes They're in a similar lane. They're both angry. Yeah. And sad. I would I, I don't th- I just think Juice World does it better. Yeah. Juice World Yeah, I just think X makes weird effects on his voice too often. I don't know. There's something different about them. I can't really explain. Yeah, there's a lot different. But But yeah, yeah. this isn't about XXX and Tossium. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad so you... I would give this a C. I'm glad you enjoyed it, at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, Dad? Um, overall, not bad. Um, I think I did also wind up liking it. See, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I didn't really know. I may have heard Lucid Dreams before. I don't know. It kind of sounded yeah. a little bit familiar. Maybe you guys had played it in the background and I'd heard it. or I don't know, but... It's, 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 it felt a little familiar, so maybe I had heard it. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've ever heard anything from Juice World, So I didn't know what to expect. Um, the term emo rap to me sounds like a little cringy in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh gosh. Um, overall, it was okay. I had some problems with it. I found some gems in there that were better than others. Um, so I'll kind of go over that a little bit. Um, Overall, I liked when he didn't focus so much on the drugs, which he did a lot of, and it really got on my nerves. Yeah. There were some songs that were just 100% like, I'm doing cocaine, I'm doing codeine, I'm smoking weed, and it was like, oh God, please, all right, I got it. Yeah. You know, they were really like, there were songs that actually angered me that I was just like, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I know the guy's dead. I hate to talk ill of the dead, you know. And that, and one of the other things that, like, I, I won't say made me angry about it, but just, like, made me, like, why didn't someone help this fucking guy? Like, he's yeah. crying out in almost every song. Not, like, officially. He's not, like, asking for help exactly. But he's just, if, if anyone that was close to him was listening, really listening to these words and what he's saying... Someone should have freaking helped this guy. That seems like I the mean, story of his life. Yeah, and, and he was 21 friends. when he died. Like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a certain thing about... First of all, there's a lot of culture around drug use where it's like, 
they don't deserve help because they got themselves into it. Uh, and then there's also like, yeah. he's rich and famous. He can sort of surround himself with who he wants to, yeah. which sort of like facilitates addiction. Yeah, and I get way. that. I mean, that's been happening in rock and rap in every form of music since the beginning of you know yeah. music, um, like you know real money making music. Um, so I get that, you know, it's been happening in rock and roll forever. So, you know, I get that it bleeds into every genre of music now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just, it's, it's, it's sad in the fact, I'm not, the lyrics are sad because they're, it's just like, oh my God, this poor kid, you know, I'm, I'm 45, Mm -hmm. no, no, I'm 46, I'm 46 years old and I just, I, I get almost a paternal instinct and I'm just like, why isn't anyone helping this kid? Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But beyond that, just getting to the music, like he's a good rapper. He actually is. There's sometimes, and this is a production thing and I don't know if this is his decision or the producers. There's a production thing sometimes when he uses a little too much auto tune. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes he doesn't and he's, and he sounds really good. Like his voice is good. His rapping style is pretty good most of the time. Some of the background beats and the and and uh, you know whatever filler noises and and instruments they use are good. Like there's definitely good elements to this to to his music, and it, it's a shame that he went down you know the path he went down because I think he could have maybe turned into something better. Um, but beyond that, I mean, to me, and I. I feel, it's funny, what Dominic was saying, I agreed with a lot of, except for Wasted. I, Wasted, I thought, was one of the worst songs on this album. I thought it was super repetitive. Um, and it's and it, to me, it started, like, like, I actually like All Girls Are the Same and Lucid Dreams, probably two of my favorite. I think Lucid Dreams was my favorite. Yeah. I know All Girls Are the Same has a, has a, um, has a, a theme and a, you know, it, the, the lyrics are kind of misogynistic, and, and not kind of, they are. Um, but I don't know. I liked the sound of the song. I think he rapped well in it. Um, and I don't know. I kind of liked it. Um, yeah. So the first two regular songs, besides the intro on it, I liked. I disliked Wasted. I thought it was repetitive, and it started, and it was felt like the start of that whole look at how many drugs I'm doing thing. Yeah. So that's what I disliked about it. Armed and Dangerous was also good. So three of the first four songs were my favorites. Mm. Um, everything in the middle up until uh, Long Gone, I thought was really blah to me. Like, mm-hmm. it was better and worse at times, but really all of it was either a combination of like, oh God, he's talking about drugs again. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about his white friends and his black friends, like black and white. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, you know, it's more of his ex-girlfriend. And and honestly, what you said about about him talking about his his who who is it that that died? Oh, XXX Natasha. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't get any of that. Yeah. I really didn't. Like I know yeah. you're saying there's supposed to be sprinkles of it on this album. I never heard it. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Um, yeah, so the whole middle of this album to me was very meh. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Until Long Gone, I thought Long Gone was actually very good because it it actually tells a story in that song, 
for the first time since the beginning of the album, he kind of walks you through his life and a story at least. There's not there's not much repetitiveness in it. There's like he's telling you something that's going on in his life, and it's cohesive. It's not like it's not like all about drugs. It's not all about his ex girlfriend. It's just like kind of a, a cohesive storytelling in that song. So I liked Long Gone. So there were four songs on this album that I did wind up liking, but it's. I mean, if you take out the skits and the intro, it's, what, 14 songs? Yeah. yeah. Actual songs? So, yeah. So, four out of 14 songs I did actually wind up liking. The rest mm-hmm. of them were, like, I either really, like, I really disliked Wasted. Um, I really disliked Candles. Um, and I really disliked Hurt Me. And I'm still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It had a lot of, it had some good, it had some bad, and it had some in the middle, you know. Right. Uh, so, so as a grade, yeah, I think I'd be at a C as well. As well. Um, wasn't terrible, and I saw, I see it, well, saw because he's not around anymore. Um, I saw a lot of potential there, and it's kind of sad that, he, you know, he did, he's never going to mm. achieve it. Yeah, that um, was... And it really breaks my heart that he's like, that no one, like, fucking stepped up for this kid, you know, as, as a parent. It really breaks my heart that no one stepped up for this kid, and it's sad. But um, yeah, uh, as as a as a make, as a music grade, I would yeah definitely a C. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the biggest problems people had with like Juice World fans was he was like literally crying out for help, and nobody really cared. I like I know there's not a lot that fans can do, but they. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, he had a lot of bad friends. He readily admitted that XXXTentacion was kind of a bad influence on him. Mm. So, yeah, I get that impression. Well, I'm glad you guys liked some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of thought, like, one of you would like it and one of you would hate it. Yeah. But, you know, you're both kind of in the middle, which I'm glad about. Yeah. So, moving on. So, yeah, the next album we're going to be talking about is my dad's recommendation from last week, which is the fifth album, I believe, from Slipknot, which is why it's called Point Five. Um, it's it's Point Five colon The Grey Chapter by Slipknot from 2014. Yes. So why don't you introduce this album and why you recommended it? Yeah, um, so I was... In the 90s, when they came out, I saw them a couple times live. I saw them at OzFest. Um, I actually got to meet them at OzFest 2000? No, ni- no, 1999 at OzFest. Mm-hmm. I actually got to meet a couple of the guys in the band. They were really cool. They came out into the crowd after their set. Um, and they were, they're just like really good live. I mean, if you like them, obviously. They're, 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 really, they're really tight live. They're really like, it, it, like, they really come close to sounding like they're in the album without being exactly like the album. Um, they're really interesting to watch, obviously, because of the costumes. They put on, like, a really good show. They're really, like, running around the stage. And, like, they're just really interesting to watch uh, live. And, uh, you know, the costumes are amazing, you know. Um, and, yeah, they're really good. And I, I liked their first two albums um, a lot. And then I kind of fell off, like I stopped listening to them. I stopped listening to metal as much as I did in the 90s, so I kind of fell off of wall metal. It really wasn't that I got, you know, I, I started disliking them at all. 
And then for some reason, um, around 2013-14 when this album came out, I, I accidentally heard uh, The Devil and I off this album. And I was like, who is this? I'm like, this is good. And I was like, oh, it's Slipknot. I remember Slipknot. They're good. I liked them back in the day. And I started listening to it. And then I listened to the rest of the album. And I was like, this is good. So that's kind of how I got it reintroduced into Slipknot um, that year. And I don't know. I kind of went back and listened to some more of the stuff they had released, you know, between when I stopped listening to them and that album. And I just kind of got back into them a little bit. They're like one of the better bands that came out of that era um, and are still together, still touring. Um, the singer has another band called Stone Sour that's really good too, actually, where he sings more than screams. Um, he's actually a really good singer. He, 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 he puts it out there a little bit in Slipknot. Like he actually has a good voice every once in a while. And Stone Sour, he definitely vocalizes a lot more. Um, if you ever want to get a chance to hear him actually sing more, check out Stone Sour. Um, but he, uh, yeah, they're, they're just really a tight metal band. Like, they're just so good. The drummer, the drummers, because there's two drummers in the band, are amazing. Um, and I don't know, I just like them a lot. And I think this is one of the, I think this is the best album they've put out since their original two albums. So, that's why I recommend it. It was a little more modern. Um, it was definitely an evolution in their sound from, you know, from their first two albums. And I wanted, I thought I'd be a good, I hadn't recommended anything heavy in a while. Uh, really the heavy, only heavy thing I had I put out there, I thought, I thought was uh, Fear Factory. So, um, I thought it was kind of time for me to go back to my heavy roots a little bit and put something a little, little blasting out there. Yeah. So, so I did and it was Slipknot, so... Uh, Dan, what'd you think? Um, it was, it was pretty good. Um, I didn't, like, love it or anything, but there were some pretty good songs on here. The Devil and I, I really like that song. That's a good song, man. Um, the <laughs> oh. drumming mm -hmm. is great. Yeah. Dan's been getting into playing drums. I'm a drummer, and I've been teaching him, and he's getting really good, and so yeah. I think he's starting to kind of notice the drums and songs mm -hmm. and, and albums a lot more lately. I don't like the opening song, 19. Okay. It's, it feels kind of weak as an opening song. And when I heard it, I was just kind of like, ah, I don't think I'm going to like this album. Mm. But then I got in more into it, and mm. it was like, it was better. So I just don't think 19 is... Weirdly enough, 19 wasn't a good way to start the album, and I don't really think The Burden was a good way to end it. Okay. I didn't love that song either. Um, yeah. the... the negative one, I think, was really good. I really liked that song. Um, and Wait, which one? Oh, the negative, the negative one. Oh, okay. one. I also liked Skeptic and yeah. Kill Pop. Yeah, yeah. Though That three song stretch, The Devil and I, Kill Pop and Skeptic, mm -hmm. were all really good. And then Lech happens, which is kind of boring. Um, okay. My least favorite is probably Sarcastrophe. Okay. I don't really like that. So you really don't like the way the album opens? Yeah. Those two songs. Okay. Yeah. I don't like Scarcastrophe. I think, like, I can barely hear him mm. more than any of the other songs. Okay. The drumming is too much on this song. Okay. Like, the drummer goes crazy, and <laughs> just, like, there's his voice is pitch-shifted in a weird way. I don't know. It's... It just doesn't sound very pleasant. Right. And I know metal isn't supposed to sound pleasant, but well, like... 
there's there's like good metal songs that's good as like music mm-hmm. that are that like I appreciate the music on and this isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. It's very like it's a little too loud. Right. I like metal, and, and there are some songs on this album where he is a little too much in, in his screaming, um, and that happens sometimes. When you're going to get into a super heavy band, I mean, even though Slipknot in the metal genre is not actually considered a super heavy band, believe it or not, because there's so much, you know, there's like speed metal, and you know, there's other parts of the genre that are just yeah. like way more than this, believe it or not, Yeah, I mean, um, that I can't stand. I can't stand death metal. I can't stand speed metal. Like, if I can't understand one word you're saying ever, I'm not about it. Yeah, this was nothing. Like, you know, yeah. I've heard Swedish death metal. Yeah, like Swedish death metal. Is... Like, stuff like that. Like, if I if you're just like... Nah, 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 like, I'm not about it. And I like understand. Like and flushing. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Like, I need to be able to understand at least most of what you're saying. <laughs> and I get that I'll never really understand Swedish death metal because it's Swedish, and I don't speak Swedish. Well, yeah, there's but, that too. But, no, there are there are American bands that do that style that are just like, you know, I don't... I'm never, I've never been about that. Um, but, yeah, and there, there, there are times that bands like, you know, Slipknot and, you know, there are other bands I could name that... And I won't get into now that like some most I say most of the time a band like Slipknot you can understand what he's saying but sometimes he'll slip into that oh, no pun intended there um, that style of screaming where he's just like guttural screaming yeah, and he's like, you can't get what he's saying yeah so I I, you know, I get that and that's fine you know I kind of feel the same way there's a couple songs on here I'm not thrilled with either but I think as a whole. I think the music on this album and the evolution of their sound on this album is really good. I just think, yeah. you know, he, he misses, a, they miss a couple times. I mean, I think there's like, how many songs? There's like a lot of songs on this album. And I <laughs> can 14. tell. 14, yeah. And it's like, how long? Really long, too, I think. It's like an hour and 15. Hour and 14, 14 minutes, minutes, yeah. So, you know, they're going to have some misses. I, I, have a different I, ver- can... I have a different version, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's the, I listen to just the normal one. And the special edition is 16 songs, an hour and 14 minutes long. Oh. Uh, the one I listened to was 14 songs and around an hour and four minutes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. So know. it didn't have the last two songs on it, like uh, Override or The Burden. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Um, but anyway. I can tell that whoever the main guy's name, I don't know his name. Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. I can tell he's a really good musician. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's talented. Did he ever do any solo music? Yeah, he actually has put out solo albums. Cause I don't if, think I've ever listened to them, and I really kind of always wanted to. If but he did, I can tell they would probably be... Listen really to Stone good. Sour. I'm serious. Stone Sour is a very different band. They're very, like... I don't know who, who you could compare them to. They're just more regular rock. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, that's great. Like You might I like them a lot more. I can tell that this guy Corey Taylor is pro is probably a really good musician, mm-hmm. and you know I think the drum whoever's the drummer in this band yeah there are two um, okay <laughs> whichever one's playing on Slipknot I think is about eight or nine people oh there's a lot of people in Slipknot well both the drummers are really good um, most of the drumming on this album is really good and the guy. Who is like singing, mm-hmm. quote quote unquote, mm-hmm. 
mostly screaming, but is is really good. Call it vocals. Vocalizing. Yeah. The, <laughs> the guy in vocals is really good. Right. Overall, I'll give it a C plus, maybe. Okay. Um Yeah. And I'm I might check out more Slipknot just because I've heard it's really good. Yeah. And a lot of people say they're like the best band ever. Yeah. A lot of people love them and we'll put them in like a top three or three to five metal bands of all time even. Um, I've, and I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. I, I don't know. They might be top five. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. a lot of people put them very high on a list of metal bands. Um, so they've had some longevity now. Like I said, I think they came out around 97 or 8, if I had to guess. But so, you know, they've been around for 20 something years now. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I've heard people even put them in top. Ten five bands of all time. I mean, like I guess they just could, metal, but, but yeah. So okay, that's yeah, cool. That's cool. Um, so Dominic, what you think? Uh, I I thought it was decent. I, I this album isn't very well regarded in general. As I like looked into it, like it's kind of the least well regarded Slipknot album. Really? Yeah, I don't um, know that. So I wasn't. I don't know. After hearing that, I was like, I don't know if I'm really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started off really well. I like the track 19. I like um, I like Sarcastrophe. I like AOV and The Devil and I. Those are real. F- uh, those first four songs are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think after that, it gets a little bit worse. I really don't like Kill Pop very much or Skeptic. Uh, Lech is not good Th- that and nomadic are my two and goodbye actually those three songs mm-hmm. actually no 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 the one that kills the least let let you goodbye and the one that kills the least are all like three of my least favorite songs okay um nomadic i actually thought was pretty great mm-hmm. um but the rest of it yeah it's it falls into really annoying alternative metal um and his vocals get more annoying as the album goes on too in my opinion, especially on Kill Pop and Skeptic, uh, and Lech, but okay. other than that, there are some really good songs on this album, and I'm actually, I'm thinking of like uh, going back into Slipknot's like back catalog and listening to like their self-titled t- album or mm-hmm. Iowa. Since yeah, those two are really good. Um. So yeah. Uh, and I like I like Corey Taylor in general, like just as a as a person in music. Yeah, What's he's supposed to be a really good dude. Yeah, he's supposed to be a really good dude too. Like even like regular musicians. Like I think he worked with. I can't remember now. Like he's like got a good voice. Like in general, like even though he does this like crazy metal shit sometimes with Slipknot, I've heard he's got a really good voice. He's worked with like like classic rock musicians on side projects. I think he worked with the girls from Heart. On something once, I think he worked with like I don't know. He's like he's well regarded as a musician. Um, so yeah, and I, and I heard he's also like a good person. Like like I think he's like very charitable and works within in the community. And like he's like one of those yeah. dudes. What was the yeah. what was the name of the other band? Sour Power. Sa- Stone, Stone Sour. Sour Power. Sour Power. Yeah. Stone, Stone Sour. I yeah, I legitimately forgot. I knew that wasn't the name, but that was that was what was in my head. That was the funny S- nickname you made up for him. Sour Power. Sour Power. 
Like, no, not even, I don't don't even know if it was the funny nickname I'd made up. I forgot the name of the band, and that was what was in my head. Mm. But yeah, Stone Sour, you can check them out, too. I like them, too. Um, They're just kind of, uh, they're a little bit more generic for my taste, but they have some good stuff. And he's definitely a better vocalist in in that band. So, yeah, you might want to check them out. I would. I want to go and check out, like you said, I would love to check out his, his solo stuff and see what that sounds like. I just never had an opportunity to. So, all right, so you said your favorites and your least favorites. So what... Oh, did you give... You gave a C? Um, I didn't give any. Oh, what did you I give it? I give it like a... I think I give it a C plus. Okay. Um, I, I liked it better than the Juice World album, and it is effective in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. like the way the album flows, even though I said I didn't like a lot of the songs in the middle. I like the album as a whole more than I like any, like, uh, like the individual songs, mm-hmm. I would say. It's right. kind of weird, but, like, the album as a whole works better, like, cohesively mm-hmm. than, like, if I just listen to any individual song. Right. Maybe. I mean, like, The Devil and I and AOV and Sarcastrophe, I think, are pretty good songs all on their own, which is why I would say they're my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and picking out songs like to say they're bad, like I really don't like them by themselves, but together, the whole album, in my opinion, is pretty great. Uh, works better than an individual song. I wouldn't call it great, obviously. Right. They gave it like a C plus, maybe to a like a B minus. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was, I thought it was okay at least. Okay. Like above above average. Like C is like right in the middle, so C plus is like okay. Like above. Just average. a little bit above that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, so we're going to get into uh, Dominic's pick this week, which the was... The third uh, album. The third album of, of this week, which will be uh, Dominic's pick, which was FKA Twigs' album, Magdalene. So give yeah. us a little bit of your history and background with this album, Dominic. So FKA Twigs is... she. She's like a... She's, she's sort of innovative in the music scene, in my opinion. She sort of very much created or, or or innovated on and made popular this sort of genre of like glitchy um r&b slash pop music um that a lot of artists had like aped and uh or just like improved upon themselves so yeah uh and i i i listened to her first album before this this album came out last year late last year um, and I really love that album, too. And I don't know whether it's better or worse than this one. I think this one is a bit more personal. And the concept I enjoy a lot more. The The last album didn't have as much of a concept. It was just, you know, like 10 or so really good songs. While this album ha- is much more cohesive, it's a lot more personal. Um, it's a lot more dramatic, even. So I would say I like this one more. It's also, like, the la- like that album... Like the the like I said, the individual songs are like really good, and I can like put them on a playlist and listen to them. But this album almost like it's really just pretty to just like sit down and listen to, and not even have in the background, and to like really pay attention to. And that's not like always like a great quality of music, but for this album, I think it's really amazingly done and really like one of the prettiest and most beautiful albums I listened to in like the past. 10 years um, of, of music that's come out. And it's probably, it's one of my favorite albums of the last decade. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, I haven't recommended it, recommended it yet because I didn't know how much of, like, either of your things it would be, like, how much you guys would enjoy something like this. But I thought I'd recommend it to see what you guys thought. So, Dad, what do you think of Magdalene? Um, yeah, when, <laughs> when I first started listening to it, I'm like, what has he got here? <laughs> yeah. it, it's definitely very different. Um, you know, kind of, you know, like I kind of usually do, I'm going to give it an overall overview, and then I'll give you a little bit about the individual stuff. So, overall, I mean, obviously, she's got a beautiful voice. I mean, there's no denying that. She's got a really yeah. pretty voice. Um, super talented. Uh, she looks and sounds young. I don't know how old she is. Yeah, she's like early 20s. Yeah, I mean, really, the world could be ahead of her, you know? Uh, the only thing I can say is, there's the only two I guess you could say, well, one of them might be a knock on it, and the other is just a personal preference thing. This isn't something as a whole that I can sit and enjoy very much because it's just not my deal. Yeah. And that's just a personal preference thing. Like it feels very both over dramatic to me and it tends to the boring to me mm-hmm. at times. Sometimes and I'll 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 illuminate that a little bit in the songs I like more. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it gets like more exciting and less boring at the same time and less dramatic at the same time. And I think that's where she hits a home run and I wish she would do more of that. Like for instance, on the opening song, I think it's a bit much that opening song, Thousand Eyes. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit much. Yeah. I, I don't like I don't like it a ton when she goes into that super falsetto singing. Yeah. Cuz she's got a good enough voice not to do that. People usually sing falsetto when they have trouble hitting hitting the actual notes, and I realize it's it's a stylistic choice to do that in a song, but to me, it seems unnecessary to do it so much as she does when she has the chops to not do it. Mm-hmm. But I know sometimes it fits what she wants to do, so I get it, and I'm not even like putting her down for it. But to me, it's just not what I enjoy listening to sometimes. And sometimes there are stretches in her songs where she's just vocalizing and just doing like an up and down kind of thing where it's like it gets on my nerves a little bit. Okay. Again, that's just a personal preference. It's super talented and it's super good. And Mm -hmm. I can see it being like as a soothing kind of thing for some people. But not me. <laughs> That's not a soothing thing to me sometimes. That's a, it's a little bit, and a really only a little bit, but it's a little bit grating to me sometimes when it goes on for a certain amount of time. It's good as like a four to eight, you know, a four to eight, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, bar stretch of a song is fine. But to me, she does it a lot more than I'm comfortable with. But then on the second song, Home With You, it, that's much better to me. She doesn't do it as much. She does. There's interesting beats and backgrounds in that song. Mm-hmm. There's much more interesting beats and backgrounds in that song as opposed to the first song. Yeah. Um, and the string and the vocal ending to that song is freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, she's super talented. Like, I will never say she's not, because she is. <laughs> like, 
even the songs I don't like, like, obviously, she's got an amazing voice and she's super talented. Um, so my favorite songs on the album, I'll just get to that, are Home With You, um, Mary Magdalene. What, Mary Magdalene is an amazingly constructed song, I thought. Yeah. Um, super cohesive throughout the song. It holds the song holds you throughout the whole song. To me, it never trails off like some of her songs kind of do to me. So I really like that song. Um, Cellophane, the last song, I liked a lot. She does a lot less of that of the um, falsetto and the breathy. That's the other thing. She does that breathy singing a lot. Yeah, there's like, a lot of that. In that exasperated. Oh my god, yeah, kind of thing. It's very, it's very dramatic. I yeah. I like it. But. Yeah. If you do it a little bit, I'm fine with it. But sometimes she overdoes it in some of the songs, and it gets on my nerves. And it just does. So those are my three favorite songs. So those are my three favorite. There are some that are like in the middle that I'm like are pretty good. But not great. Like, um, Sad Day is pretty good. Um, Mirrored Heart's pretty good. And Holy Terrain is pretty good. Yeah. There were two songs I really disliked on it. And that's uh, Fallen Alien. Really? Yeah. Way too repetitive. I like the anger in the song. Which she doesn't show a lot of in the rest of the song. So there was like that one good thing about it. But I just found it way too repetitive and had a lot too much of the things I don't like about her in, in the song. The breathy and the and the falsetto and that stuff in it. So that was one of my least favorite. And Daybed, I like the least. Yeah, Daybed, 100%. Daybed is probably my least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that and I don't love the first track either. Um, yeah. I think Thousand Eyes is... Probably it's, like, it's fine. It's fine, like... To begin the album, but it goes on for a little too long. And... Yeah. Probably my third least favorite on the album. Yeah. Um, Daybed is... When I say she's overdramatic in, on the whole album as a whole, that's the most overdramatic song to yeah. me. So that's why I think I really dislike that song. But I mean, yeah, she's she is immensely talented and... I think if she, you know, and it's not my, you know, it's not my job to say where she needs to go with her music and her career. I hope she goes more along the lines of a Mary Magdalene and a Home With You and a Cellophane than she does with, than like a Fallen Angel or a Daybed. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, she can go however she wants. Fallen it's her career. Alien. Alien, I mean, yeah. alien. Um, yeah, so I think she could, you know, she could go... A, a direction in her career that I would love, or she could go a different direction. It's up She's to her. Actually, thirty-two. By the way, I don't know. Oh, what really? I was thinking wow. of when really? I uh, like was thinking she was early twenties. Yeah, I mean, I she just sounds and looks young, but yeah, I mean, yeah. thirty-two. I mean, okay. she was when she started. Like mm. her first EP, oh, or her first album was released like six years ago now. Um, okay, so she was twenty. Yeah, she was mid twenties. Yeah, um, is that right? No, twenty-six. Yeah, she was twenty-six. 26. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I give I give a lot of credit to her talent, but as an album, like you know, uh, B minus. Okay, that's fine. I, I was struggling between C plus and B minus, but her talent really brings a lot of it to the forefront. Where like I don't think she really deserves a C minus. I think she I think it's a C a B a, a, a C plus. A, a a she B-. deserves a B minus. That's what yeah. I meant. So. Yeah, cellophane was like a sing was like a lead single to this album, and that song blew me away when I first. Yeah, cellophane's good. 
It's really um, good. So, Dana, what do you think about Magdalene? I feel like I feel mostly the same way. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she's very operatic, which is weird. You don't hear yeah, that that way. much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Mary Magdalene is probably my favorite song because she's probably doing the most impressive vocals on that song, in my opinion. Because she's doing the main thing, which is the Mary Magdalene, and then she's doing like the ha 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 yeah, in yeah, the I background, really which is impressive. I don't like Fallen Alien, mm-hmm. and I don't like Daybed. Yeah, those are weak songs, and the first song is Thousand Eyes isn't that good. I like I like Home with Me too. I like um. I like... Uh, Which is the one she did with Future? Holy Terrain. Yeah. Yeah, Holy Terrain, that's the one she did with Future. And I don't usually like Future that much. Yeah. He does. I mean, he doesn't have, like, a huge feature on that song. He only did, like, the first uh, first part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty good. Just overall, I feel like maybe she needs to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, with the... With just the random, all that I can't, I can't do it myself. What she did, because I'm obviously like, not her, not not even (laughs) one one hundredth of the talent she has. Yeah. But, like, I love that she, I love her voice, and I love that you love her voice, and I love that you get pleasure from hearing her voice. I you know I'm I'm almost like annoyed with myself that I don't enjoy this more because it's really talented, you know. But it just doesn't hit all the all the it doesn't check all the boxes with me. I guess is what I could say. Yeah. You know, it doesn't like it's something that I would sit and listen to on the regular. You know, so mm. I'll give this a B minus as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's just not great, and it's not t- to me. It's not, my it's not cup great, of tea. and it's not something that I probably would sit and listen to very often. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. It's it's a little too. It's one of those things that that's like a lot of things that I've heard in my life musically that I'm like I should like this. This is good. I should yeah. like this more. This is really talented, but I just don't. <laughs> you know? It's not. It's not one of those things. Besides a couple tracks that I would like listen to all that much, aside from the entire album, which right. I revisit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, certain tracks like uh, Holy Terrain or Mary Magdalene or Cellophane I, I listen to um, but other that, than that I, I mostly listen to this in the context of the whole album right and there are some um, I feel like that and it says this album and band have nothing in common with this but The Cure's Blood Flowers is like that to me like I hardly ever want to hear an individual song off that album but when I'm in the right mood, I want to sit and listen to that entire album from top, from start to finish. You know what I mean? It's like that. Like, I never want to hear one song off that album. But as as a whole, from start to finish, like, sometimes I'm in the mood. Like, I have to put on Blood Flowers because I'm in that mood. So I think that's a similar circumstance. Like, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so cool, man. Three albums down. Yeah. yeah. So, so now it's time to recommend your next one. Do you have one? I'm really torn. I have one. You have one? Alright, so, you go first then. So I we actually talked about this, so this is the thing. Um when we had the idea for this album, it came about 
when I think we were doing some kind it, it was it classic rock trivial pursuit or just normal trivial pursuit I don't know we were playing trivial pursuit mm-hmm. and this album came up and that it was a, it asked about the album cover of this album and my dad didn't know anything about it and I was like you don't know that this album cover and he was like no I've never listened to this album and I was like wow you really should and once we got talking about oh, it, I know we were we were like maybe we should start like a like a podcast or something <laughs> talking about like or like recommending each other albums that the other one has never heard of in like their musical orbit that um they think they would like or they want them to hear and discuss with them mm-hmm. so i'm recommending that album that we talked about um the the freewheeling bob dylan by bob dylan yeah, see, I don't have a very big history with Bob Dylan, yeah. so this is good, because Bob Dylan was one of those guys, I have a lot of weirdness with old rock music, and let me explain it real quick, because you should know this about me, I think. I was brought up on a weird mix of, of music. My mother brought me up in the vein of, all right, my mother was a huge Elvis Presley fan, okay, which made her immediately eliminate the Beatles in my house. I know that sounds sick. I love you, Mom. But that's a sick thing to do to someone. That's a rock and roll fan, okay? And she disliked the Beatles. For some reason, she liked John Lennon's solo stuff. And she played that stuff every once in a while. But she disliked the Beatles, okay? So I didn't listen. we didn't listen to the Beatles in my house growing up. I didn't start listening to the Beatles till I was in my late teens. Mm-hmm. And even then, I had this like preconceived thing in my head that I wasn't a big fan of the Beatles. And I don't understand why. I didn't start to like the Beatles to literally my late 20s, which is craziness, okay? But then there were other artists that, like, I just made, like, a snap decision on that I didn't feel like listening to, like, like Bob Dylan and Janis Joplin and, um, I know there's Neil more. Young. Neil, Neil Young, yes, exactly, who is now one of my favorite artists. And because I could, because their voice slightly annoyed me when I was a kid, I just blew them out of the water. I said, I'm not listening to them, which yeah. is craziness. So here in my old age, I'm literally rediscovering, even to this day, I'm still rediscovering, I'm, I'm discovering new Beatles stuff I've never heard of. I'm discovering Bob Dylan stuff. I'm discovering Neil Young stuff. Janis Joplin's still a weird thing to me, though. <laughs> Yeah. I still am not crazy about Janis Joplin, and I don't know. Maybe someday I will. But I, I understand her talent. I really do. She's a great blues singer. But I don't know. Whatever. But so this is a great. This is a good thing for me to actually, and you know, be required to sit down and listen to some Dylan. I, I picked this one because this is the one we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because this isn't. This is folk Dylan, mm-hmm. which is very much. It, it's like a thing. Like whether like folk Dylan or electric Dylan is better. Right. Because, you know... What's the name of the album again? It's the Freewheeling Bob Dylan. The Freewheeling Bob Dylan. It's like, it's like the 1960s, and it's not as mm-hmm. much of... It's it's not as much of a focus on album names. Right. As just, like, the artist. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, Highway 61 Revisited, which has stuff like, like, like a Rolling Stone mm-hmm. on it, which is, like, more electric Dylan, bluesy Dylan. And this is folk like poetic Dylan mm-hmm. that you know a lot of people like better um they, some people kind of argue whether they like folk Bob Dylan or electric Bob Dylan better whether it was better for him to go electric but I'm recommending this album I don't know which one I like better honestly um I probably like 
Electric Dylan better just because he has more albums under that. But I really love this album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and that's this is the one we brought up when we first started talking about the concept. So it's got a little bit of a history with this show. So you know maybe yeah, yeah that's there's kind of mm-hmm. a little bit of a a thing there. That's yeah. cool. So yeah. Uh, All right. So what's your recommendation? <laughs> Maybe the complete antithesis of Bob Dylan. I'm going to recommend... See, I've, been, I've had this album... I was struggling between two albums, and I'm going to go with this one, because I've had this album as in my three albums I've been debating on recommending for probably a month or two now. Mm. And I keep backing off of it. I think it's a combination of I'm a little bit scared to recommend it, because this band is known of a little bit as a joke in music history. But I really think this album... And I like this band even when they were considered a joke. Yeah. I found them a fun band to listen to. I actually think they're talented. And they're considered by some to be really talented in the 80s. But this was their album that was considered their comeback album. And it was so much musically better and a little bit different than their stuff in the 80s that I think it really deserves a listen. So what I'm recommending this week is Duran Duran's 1993 quote-unquote comeback album, self-titled Duran Duran, mm-hmm. which is really weird to have like your, I don't know, like eighth album yeah. <laughs> uh, well, be self-titled. But the, um, the thing about self-titled albums is sometimes it's just like the first album mm-hmm. to introduce them, but sometimes it's their most personal album. Most personal album, which I think this is. I mean, everyone knows Duran Duran's big hits like Hungry Like the Wolf and The Reflex and stuff like that that were like huge radio hits. And there were actually two hits off this song that played pretty decently on the radio. Um, But this album is just... It doesn't doesn't not sound like Duran Duran. It's It's very Duran Duran, but it's so much more well written to me and like... That, yeah, personal, it sounds to me. So, I don't know. I love this album. I think it's really good sounding. So, I don't know. So, uh, Duran Duran, self-titled, 1993, uh, Duran Duran right. is my pick. So, yeah. So, the albums for next week is Duran Duran's self-titled album and for the Freewheeling Bob Dylan by Bob Dylan. Um, so, do your homework. Uh if you want to be caught up for next episode, and we'll see you Do we have... I'm sorry, week. let me interrupt. Do we have any update on the Twitter? Or you haven't gotten to it yet? No, I haven't gotten to it. Okay, just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll hopefully have an update next time. If you do, tell me by Wednesday so I can update them on the AW podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We might we might have a Twitter up uh, by next week. All right. So. Hopefully. Cool. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.